I've got I've got great power here today. I feel like I feel like by by drinking out of a cup with Dick Masterson's face on it, I gain some of his power. <laughs> I gain some of his energy. I become I become a being closer to that level of of LA based comedy. LA, are you a Florida based comedian? I'm, be- now? I'm become I'm yeah I'm I'm a Florida based comedian. I'm on the road to becoming an LA based comedian, and every time I drink out of this cup, it gets even stronger. <laughs> you know, I had. Merry Christmas, by the way. We're recording this in between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, yeah, this uh, is... No, no, no. Commonly referred Alex, to as Limbo Week. Alex, this is our biggest time travel in history, Alex. We're recording this in a different year than when it's going to come out. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. So, so Alex... Who, have so, li- who are listening. Uh, so Alex... Alex Right, right. Okay, I wanna, I'm giving it? myself props here. I'm making okay, myself. Okay, look good. if you want to say it, go ahead. The Sean and Dick, the Sean Show and Dick Show cups that Riley are glasses. Excuse me. That Riley has mentioned. Riley mentioned. I bought them for him for Christmas. Will toot my own horn. Yes, I, I received the beautiful Christmas I gift. Thank you. I did get a thank you, and I was very happy to receive that thank you because I did an amazing job with Christmas this year. Everybody loved my gifts, and I was great. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so I got these cups, and they're awesome, and I love them. But unfortunately, the fact that they're so awesome and I love them has has turned me into sort of a hypocrite. I, I have a, I have a. This is the Riley versus Riley segment because I've got I've got some explaining to do. <laughs> uh, because what you don't know, Alex, is the week that I received these cups and loved them so dearly and told you how much I loved them and that was a correct thing that I said. Um, on that week's issue crew, um, I brought in a certain issue. Uh, the issue was glass. <laughs> And I was very against just things being glass in general. <laughs> okay. And I said that on the issue crew, and I did a whole issue about it. And then a couple days later, I get some glass cups, and they're the best Christmas present ever. So I guess I'm just a big fat liar. <laughs> I was gonna say you might want to go put it out, put out another vi- another addressing my past part two. Yeah, addressing my past part two. Glass, it's fine because I got some cool dick show cups. I'm very glad those made it to you. I was very worried because I put my legal name for, like, I got the shipping address right, but like, I put my legal name as the the person who was getting them, so I didn't know if that was going to cause problems. So I was very nervous about that. But I'm glad that they arrived to you safely and not broken. Yeah, that was they're they're, they're packed pretty well. They were like bubble wrapped and shit. Dick Masterson knows what he's doing. Yeah, he doesn't. The Dick Masterson doesn't want to pull a Bud Sanchez. Well, I mean, he already fucked the cups up once, too. The glasses once, too, as well. So. Oh yeah, there was something fucked with the glasses. What was it? The labels were all fucky and could be taken off with a knife. Oh shit! Okay, and these are the good that, ones. Right? These are the good ones. Yes, he did fix okay. it. He had a whole episode intro about how he could take the labels off with a knife, and it the knife wasn't even that sharp. Yeah, but no, the, the cups are dope, even though they're made out of an inferior substance, but that's okay. They're classy. They look cool. 
They're classy. They're classy. That's that's what gla- that's what glass brings is classiness. My 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 main <laughs> point on this plastic wine gla- a plastic wine cup. That's 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 boring. That's low class. Yeah, I mean my uh, my high argument quality, high class glass. My, argu- my argument was more of a glasses. utilitarian one where it was like just like class out the window. It kind of seems like dumb at this point uh, that we have access to other materials that are not breakable or hazardous like glasses and we still continue to use glass all the time it's for high class people you're a high class man i guess so but i'm also a clumsy man and there's a lot of there's a lot of glass breakage in my house i'm not buying you new ones i know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna try to be very careful with these glasses because they uh mean a great deal to me um, but it's what I'm just—it's also the first Christmas present to a co-host I've ever given in these five years of podcasting. You for got some I, for some reason I thought you got something for me last Christmas, but that might not be true. I don't think I've ever sent you anything other than Dick Masterson's book. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was like around my birthday that you no, did that. That was like two months after your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> around my birthday, in very broad strokes. Uh, yeah, I got some cool ass dick show cups uh, that kind of uh, <laughs> kind of screw over my glass issue, but that's fine because it didn't win. Uh, sad pet videos win one, which I still stand by. That makes fucking, sense. Fucking Kevin, man. Fucking Kevin. That makes sense, though. Nobody, nobody, look up Kevin the kitten on TikTok. Don't do it to yourself. I was, I was hurt. I was crushed. Well, welcome, welcome to the show, to Detour Ahead, the show, the podcast, the extravaganza, the the program on your computer screen. Uh, I'm Riley. Here's Alex. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome Happy to 2024. New Year. It's 2024, but for you, for not for us, it's weird. Ooh. Very big year. What if the world ends before the new year and nobody ever Dude, hears I hope the world fucking ends, man. I really do. There are multiple days I wake up and I'm like, I really hope I just get an alert on my phone halfway through work that just says, Asteroid coming to Earth. You got 10 hours left to live. I'm going to be like, call my boss. Hey, yo, you got that alert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quit. I'm done. I'm out. A British man will very sultrily teach you how to commit suicide. That's a a reference to a YouTube video video nobody's ever seen. So I went through a very brief... uh, I was going to say, I thought you were just making like a one-off comment, and I'm like, come on, you don't know. You know half the the population knows how to commit suicide at this point. So so I had a brief phase. um, But, I mean, it's a simple plane ride to a land of ice. No, no, no. Well, I guess it is a land of ice. Even though it's called Greenland, it's it's, it's weird how that's mixed up. Uh, but... No, the history behind that is they didn't want the they called it Greenland and Iceland because Iceland's the nice one, and they didn't want people going there. <laughs> that's fair. Like, this shit is ours. We're gonna name it Iceland. We're gonna switch the names. Everybody's gonna want to go to Greenland because it sounds like a beautiful place. Nobody's gonna want to go to a place called Iceland. Yeah, that's fair, but uh. They did it out of spite. Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh no, oh no, you interrupted me and I don't know what I was going to say, no! Sorry, I had to interject with the little segment I like to call Alex's History Corner. No shit, what was I going to say? 
You don't know how distraught I am about this, Alex. You just fucking ruined my life. <laughs> you were talking about killing yourself or something like that. Yes. Okay. Um. So I went That's through a brief taken out of context. <laughs> I went through a talking brief about killing yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I went through a brief phase, um, where I, you know, sometimes I'll be become fascinated with weird internet trends for for a small amount of time. Um, and there was a time where I became fascinated with, uh, like, hor- like horror simulations. Like people will put together these fake videos of like a a real like emergency broadcast system for like TVs, and they'll put together yeah. like a fake video of them like broadcasting some sort of horrific apocalypse. Uh, and uh, one of the ones I saw was like in the style of like mid two thousands BBC. Um, okay. and it was like, there were, there were aliens coming and they were going to shoot a laser at the earth and blow it up. Um, and at the end, once they've, it's, it's, it's like, it like builds up bit by bit where they're like, what is this thing? Is it a meteor? No, it seems to be some sort of space station. What is it doing? Is it peaceful? No, it's not. A laser is going to fire out of it and kill us all. Uh, and when they got to the final phase, um, the 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 BBC guy, the British voice, just starts saying like, "Yeah, we're all gonna die. It's over." Um, and he's at some point, he's like, "If you wanna, if you wanna go out with pride and take it into your own hands instead of letting that meteor do that, here's how you do it." And he very logically explains to you how to kill yourself via either a gun or a blade. <laughs> now, here's a real question that I actually want to ask: mm-hmm. If the world was ending. And there was nothing we could do about it. Do you think the media would drop their professionalism? I would hope. Like the 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 idiots over at Fox News or CNN are very professional in a certain type of way. They present the news in a professional way, whether it's right or wrong. Do you think that if they were reporting on the world ending, they would drop their professionalism? No, you, you you would think that, uh, but this this AI generated British man was certainly very professional about it. Uh, but in real life, who's to say? I feel like I don't think they're gonna be like the world's fucking everybody. I don't think they're gonna send people into panic. I think they're gonna stay calm and collected. But I think I I don't know. It could go one or two ways. I don't think they're gonna sit there at their little desk and go, ladies and gentlemen, I really think this is the end of the world. I don't think that any of us will survive this. If anybody manages to survive, I hope you survive with honor and greatness. And it has been my pleasure to present the news for the past however many years I've been doing this. Thank you, everybody. I I don't think they're going to do that. I don't. I really don't. You think it's going to be some somewhere in between, oh, fuck, oh, God, we're all going to die, and what you just described? I really do. I think it's going to be try not to induce panic but the human element and the the fear is going to show on, on camera. I, I wonder if somebody will keep the, the calmness and collectiveness of that uh, very, very sultry British man who was not real at all. Um, he, he, was very, he was very prompt. He was like, hey, listen, we're all going to die. Um, spend, spend time with your loved ones. Um, you know, do what you have to do. If you're going to kill yourself, here's how you do it. 
Um, if you have kids, you probably shouldn't kill yourself. That would be kind of shitty of you to do. <laughs> you have killed first. <laughs> you don't want them to suffer the end of the world. You end their world. Would you tell them about the end? Of th- that was one of the things you said, too. It's like, it's up to you whether you, like, tell, you, like, explain to them what's going on. Would you explain to a small child that the world was going to end and everybody small was going to die? What grade? Well, what what is the age minimum for you to explain to them that the world is ending? If they're preschool, I'm not going to bother. What but what is the age? What is the youngest kid that you would explain the end of the world to? Probably like seven, maybe six. It depends. So you, so you, would, you would tell Alex about the end of the world. No, I'd make Gingy do it. It's not my kid. <laughs> not my kid. Not my problem. Yeah, that is an interesting scenario to think about. No, I but if just, my kid, I, I, I would probably make it a game. I'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna go down to this bunker. We're gonna play Army Man. Yeah, you learned about World War Two in school, right? Well, you see, let's pretend. Let's go and pretend that they're dropping bombs everywhere. You make it a game." Because kids understand games. If you make things like metaphors and shit, they'll understand it. But if you lose the game, you're gonna go to sleep, and you're never gonna wake up. Well, you so you better because they can't. Especially young children, they can't fully comprehend never, because they don't really have a good concept of time. It's like you know, you know how you wake up in the morning. That's not gonna happen. I mean, I guess you could go that route, but you don't want to scare them either. Because if you're a parent dealing with a child at the end of the world, if you scare them, they're going to cry. And then your end of the world is going to kind of suck. I mean, I'm going to cry at the end of the day. So, like, I don't, I don't know how you're going to respond to it, Alex, but I probably will cry, so... I don't think I'd cry, honestly. No, I'm, my problem is that my, my greatest fear, by far, is death. Like, the concept of death terrifies me to my very core, so I would be just, like, a complete mess, and just, like, be crying and crying and sniveling, crying and sniveling about- life? I'd just be crying and sniveling about my impending mortality as the meteor came to kill me. That would be the end of my life. Do you want to be a crying little bitch for the rest of your life? Is that something you want to do? I mean, it's not, it's not something that I want to do in concept, but it's something I would do in execution. I know that about myself. I don't know. I think I'd be like... I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna cry on my fucking deathbed, too. If I know that death is coming, I will fucking cry. Because it, it scares me more than anything by a significant margin, is how... Yeah, what is it like to be you, dead? You have children and, like, grandkids? You're gonna stay strong for them. I don't know if I will. <laughs> I, I, I should, but I don't know if I will. I have seen two grandparents not actively die. I've never seen anybody die. But I have seen two grandparents literally laying on their deathbed. But they believed in God, didn't they? Oh yeah, they're boomer. They're, they're Yeah, so they're, that's the difference. I they I were, know that the heaven is not waiting. They live their worst life, alright? They lived through both world wars. Of the Second World War, Vietnam, Korea War. My grandpa fought in uh, 
not fought. I think it was in Navy, Navy Reserves, maybe. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But, like, he was always upbeat. Yeah, up, up until the last time I saw him, always upbeat. And Can I... especially with, like, Christmas, I'm learning that he knew. There were times where he thought that was his last day, and he told whoever was there, I think it's time for me to go. And then he lived for another, like, week or two. But, like, behind closed doors, when no family members were around, I I do think he was scared, and I do think, like, I'm sure there were tears shed a little bit, but when family is around, you don't show that part. Can I be completely unrelentingly brutal towards the Catholic religion for a second? Oh, fuck the Catholic religion. So, so uh, really Christianity in general, but I've, I've I only really... Christians. What'd you say, Alex? I said I won't, I won't say fuck Christians. Catholic- I'm not going to say fuck Christian. Maybe, maybe this is Catholicism. I don't know. Here, here's the thing, right? I'm about to get really deep and emotional. It's, it's going to get weird tonight on Detour Ahead because Alex has put me in this sort of mood. Um, so, because we just talked about, like, death and shit and, like, mortality. Um, I think I became... So the thing is, like, I don't... I don't hold people's, like, opinions or ways of life against them as people under any case. Yeah. Like, uh, except for, like, the obvious extremes. Like, if you're, like, a rapist or a murderer, I don't fuck with you, obviously. Fuck Bernie Sanders, then you'll (laughs) hold that against me, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't hold that against you. Uh, but... Um, with that being said, like, I have religious people who I do respect, and even in saying this, that doesn't feel the way, change the way I feel about them as people. Um, but I just, I think the death of my grandmother really just solidified for me, just, like, my sort of disgust at the religious process, because what happened, right, is, so, my, my grandmother has always believed in God. She's very religious. She is the reason that I went to church every Sunday for the first 12 years of my life. Uh, she is the reason I went to Sunday school. Uh, it, it was a whole, whole thing in my life during my early life. I was almost an altar boy, uh, but I was afraid of carrying candles because of fire. Uh, I, I, I was involved in the church at a young age because of her, um, and she's always been very devoted to uh, religion. Um, and when she passed, um, I, we went to the mat, we went to a mass that was held in her honor. Um, and, uh, first of all, the, I think the mass costed, uh, her husband like a couple hundred bucks, uh, which that, that, that kind of got under my skin, even though I guess I, it makes sense, but it still got under my skin. Uh, yeah. and, and then, uh, just, just sitting there and like listening to the scripture being quoted and shit and like understanding that based on my worldview uh none of it was real um and then just thinking about the fact that my grandmother devoted her entire life to this idea um and was expecting some sort of beautiful afterlife in exchange uh that if my viewpoints and beliefs are correct she did not get um and even in death she was devoted enough to the church to want us to pay them a bunch of money to hold a mass in her honor um that and they they got those last couple of hundred bucks out of her at the end of her life uh, for something that I don't believe is real. Kind of it kind of it kind of put me in a very introspective position about religion that kind of solidified my already negative feelings. So 
if I could interject real quick, I know this show is not all about the dick show. We have a okay. separate podcast for that called the Dickheads Podcast that will be coming in early early 2024. Um, but something that Dick Masterson brings up a couple times is his, I believe his mom went to go see the Vatican and she saw the immense amount of money that they have on the bill, like the gold on the buildings and ev- like just the sheer amount of like just beautiful architecture that they have and like the wealth that the Vatican has turned her away from the Catholic Church. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just one example. Like there are multiple people who turn away just because of the financial s- financial situation. Like the Catholic Church will act as beggars 24/7. But if you look at them, they're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars every couple months they're they have so much money and it's all donated in the in the name of jesus christ but like it's a scam yeah no it's a pretty big scam i will preface i will say a lot of the funds that you see going to the church and stuff do go for like utilities property tax government shit uh yeah yeah yeah. like it's maintaining the individual church i'm not saying never give the church any money but like the amount of money that the catholic church makes for being an it's it's the biggest it's literally the world's biggest non-profit organization basically yeah so the the, the catholic church is fucked i feel like and i don't think my grandpa had a mass said in his name but like it it's it's ridiculous it's it's crazy for me as a 1998 baby a zenial i think we're i think that's what people are calling the 97 where do you, where do you actually fall if we're not using uh our slurred middle language like where where, where does the year range actually fall for you technically elder gen z okay but there's such a big distinct, like it's very weird. There's such a big distinction between millennials born in 1990 and 96 versus Gen Z born in 1997 and 2007. Like there's such a big distinction between those dates, just because of so much technology was made. But I yeah, think that's that little awkward like. You bleed into the millennials or you bleed into the Gen Z, they're the Xennials. It's not an official thing. The names don't mean anything at all. But anyway, me being a 1998 baby, it's and like having Catholic church background my entire basically my entire life. I've seen it and I'm like, I believe in Jesus. I believe there was a na- man named Jesus. I'm a little skeptical on like the miracle side and like God and well, impreg- I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's a fact that there was a man named Jesus, but it's about whether he was the son of God and whether there is a God. I'm skeptical. <laughs> like I don't but that's the thing. Okay, that's where I'm getting at. Is our generation, you and me, 
some of us might believe, some of us not, but th- there's a decent amount of us who are like, well, I mean, I believe it, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, like, this doesn't make any logical sense. Yeah, I think the Bible is a, we a don't garbage... We don't have any faith anymore, and that's. I think the I, I think the Bible the is a garbage between Gen Z and like boomers or what is it the Silent Generation? I don't, I don't know what it is. I whatever generation is before boomers, but like like your grandma and my grandpa, that generation before our parents' generation, never had any doubt in their mind. Yeah, it was just fact at that point. It was fact. Well, I don't want to say fact. It was faith. It was 100%. Uh, I'm saying practically in how it was spread, it was fact. Like, nobody doubted it at all. Yeah. But, But, like, I I think that the Bible is a... Emergence of science and technology. A lot of people are turning away from, like, religion and faith. You're too aggressive tonight, Alex. How am I... I'm trying to agree with you here. Usually when I... Sometimes when I usually how it works is like we interrupt each other and like sometimes one will just let the other go and the other time it'll be vice versa. I feel like I've I've never been able to successfully interrupt you tonight. <laughs> You're talking about you brought up topics that I'm very knowledgeable on and can articulate my thoughts very very well. That's fair. Um, That's but I, your fault. I know. I understand. Power Rangers and how Power Rangers relates to God, and I'm I'm gonna be silent. Okay, so Power Rangers, right? <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, I, I have no idea how to relate this Power Rangers to This conversation is going strong here. Don't throw off your point. Um, but, so... Continue. I think the I Bible is a... I think the Bible is a is a terrible piece of literature to live life by. Like, it's such a... It's such a flawed text that, like... Honestly, at this point, I feel like if it is real, like, wow. Like, I fucking hate that that's what the world is. <laughs> The whole book is a metaphor. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's what all the fucking Bible thumpers say to whenever you're like, "What about this part of the Bible? What is this? Isn't that a little bit?" And then they're like, oh, "Metaphor, says, metaphor." If your slave escapes, you can kill him. What about the part that, about how the they're like, "Well, you know, those were those were different times. Like, we haven't had slavery in a while." I go, "Yeah, but like, it's in the Bible." You say what about, it because it's in the Bible. Do you follow this? Like, do you think? What you about should the part when a bunch of when a bunch of kids made fun of a bald man, so God sent bears to kill them? What about that yeah, part? Like, do you, it's metaphors. The whole thing is just a bunch of metaphors. Of course, of course. But yeah, the, like for I still cling on go, to this I, kind I, of. Oh, continue. Go ahead. I still I'll cling on to you. This. I'm sorry. I still cling on to this kind of vague belief that there is some sort of, like, deity beyond, like, what is understood earthly, because I feel like, because I feel you like life is too, I feel like life is too special to have happened by accident, and maybe that's just too so, optimistic, but, I, optimistic, optimistic, but I, I do, in the bottom of my heart, I think I believe that there's something deeper to life than what is on the surface. I like to believe a little combination of religion and science. So you know the Big Bang theory, right? Everything yeah, isn't that isn't that like recently disproven though, or at least like it's been kind of 
We're, we're going to act like it wasn't, because I don't okay. know the information, and I'm not looking it up right now. Sure. We're going to act like it wasn't. Don't come at me. I don't, I don't, I don't know, alright? Anyway, the Big Bang Theory. We'll, we'll start at the very it's beginning. It's a great sitcom. Sheldon, very funny, says Bazinga. Something had to happen. Yeah. And that's why it's a theory. But, like, what pushed animals to go up onto land? There's no real like reason for them to go on land i think that instead of god creating everything as is i think there is an omnipotent being who's just like giving nature and everything just like a little nudge in the direction he wants it i don't think he's actively going you call that man bald? Smite you with bears. Fuck you, stupid Bear smite. Bear smite. Bear smite. Bear blast. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think there's enough. Like, I don't think he's malevolent. But I also don't think he's benevolent either. I think he's just passive. Like, he sees things are staying the same way for a while, so he's just like, alright, here's a little nudge. And just like, nudges things, changes like a tiny little thing, and then we advance on and stuff like that. That's what I like to like to believe. And like, I don't want to be like, I know a lot of like Bible thumpers will be like, oh, well, how do you explain the dinosaurs? How do, how do you explain the asteroid that killed them all? Do you think God sent it to them? And I'm like, no, 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 no. All right. Doesn't look. the Bible say that the Earth's only existed for like a few thousand years? Like, isn't the Bible, like, di dinosaurs are like a trick by Satan, according to Bible people? Yeah. Dinosaurs have only existed for like 200 years, homie. You realize that, right? Bitch, what? <laughs> yeah, the word dinosaur has only existed since like 1800s. No, no, I'm not saying it says that in the Bible. George Washington did not know about the existence of dinosaurs. Yeah, you know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, like, I, I, I know that it doesn't say dinosaurs in the Bible. What I am saying is religious people nowadays... Is dragon in the Bible? What? It says dragons. Are there dragons in the Bible? Not, like, Game of Thrones dragons, but let me get you an accurate count here. How many dragons are in the Bible? God damn it. Alright, hold on. Are there actually not dragons in the Bible? Or are you wrong? No, I'm using the on-screen keyboard because I'm laying down and I'm lazy. But I gotta type this shit out. The on-screen keyboard? Do you have a touchscreen computer? No. No, it's just use your mouse to click on the keyboard on, on screen. What the fuck? You can do that? That sounds awful. Yeah, you can do that. It's great when you don't want to go and lean over to your actual keyboard. I guess it's probably slightly better than... Here you go, here you go, here you go. Okay. According to BibleStudyTools.com Alright? Great source. The question is, what are the references to dragons in the Bible? Surprisingly, the word dragon occurs 21 times in the Old Testament as the King James Version. Oof. Now, okay. dragons are also commonly referred to as large reptiles. 
So there's a little discrepancy there, but like the word dragon is in the Bible. It's just a specific version. Okay. But like they didn't have a term dinosaurs. Dinosaurs didn't occur until like the early 1800s. Okay, I see what you're saying. But what I'm saying is the current, from what I've heard from religious people, the current stance is that the Bible says that the Earth has only been around for like a few thousand years. And thus dinosaurs aren't real. And the evidence of dinosaurs is a trick by Satan to test your faith. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not me agreeing. That's me agreeing with the statement that you made. Not the actual statement. Not you itself. saying that you agree that dra- that dinosaurs are a trick by Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got I don't you. Don't think Satan is a thing. That's another thing I don't believe. That's like that's the other thing like that goes against Catholicism. I don't think there's a malevolent being opposite of God who's like, hey, 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 I'm gonna make you rape that girl. <laughs> like I don't think there's like someone pushing you to do bad things. I think people just have fucked up brains and do things that are illegal. That are so, like, that are societally bad. You just got a fucked up brain and that's why you do bad things. I don't think there's a being, an omnipotent being, who's forcing you to do bad things. That sounds preposterous. No. I don't don't think so either, obviously. Well, it's obvious that I don't think that, because I... I don't even I don't believe in any solid thing at all. I just believe that there is something. And even that's like questionable. I hang I hang around with too many lefty super atheists that make me doubt even that. Uh but I I think deep in my heart I I believe that there's something. Yeah, I mean like deep down in my heart, I also know I I agree with you. Like there's got to be something. Not There's no way that we are the perfect distance from the sun to produce life, the perfect conditions in a asteroid-filled void to give us carbon and the specific atoms and elements we need to create life. There's no way that we randomly decided to evolve into a higher be. There's no way that all of these have lined up perfectly. It's like the lottery, but like a trillion times it's like one in a trillion like those odds are abysmally low there's no way that it just happened that way yeah for sure not yeah that's that's what i believe in i believe in something helped us along the way now the old testament god the jew god jewish the jewish god sorry the jews (laughs) the jews over here Oh, OJ, OJ Simpson. OJ's God is a very, very cool God. One constantly involved in the people of the world, ki- trying to get Abraham to kill his son, throwing Jonah in a whale. This dude was all about contact and was like, dude, I'm going to fuck with these people. Giving Moses the power of snakes. Or making his rod turn into snakes, sending frogs and shit, and killing people. Just absolute, he was just merciless. That's the kind of god I want to come back. Now, Alex, are you willing? Here's the thing. Here's one of the stupidest things about the Bible, right? This is, this is the ultimate test for any 
for any reluctant atheists who who think who still maybe have a little bit of God fear in them. Here's the here's one of the stupidest parts of the Bible. Um, that is all that is also a very important part of the Bible. Um, is apparently the one the one unforgivable sin. Apparently, you can be forgiven for anything else. You do you do a rape, you do a murder. If you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and repent for your sins, you can be saved. Uh, but the one thing you can't do is disrespect the Holy Spirit. You can't make fun of the Holy Spirit, or you are in hell. Really, forever. So if I if I say the Holy Spirit is fucking well, stupid, okay. and fuck the what, Holy Spirit is ugly. No, what? Where are you getting that information though? From if you say the Bible, Bible, I'm leaving the podcast. From it's in the Bible, Alex. About no, I have never heard of that. Look it up. You're in a better position to look things up than I am. I bet. What's the worst sin that's unforgivable? Is that a, is that a good question? Yes. What is the unforgivable sin? Probably. Shit, you're fucking right. Yeah. According to Medium.com. Dot com, blah blah blah. Eternal sin. What's the worst sin? The only unforgivable sin, also called eternal sin, is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. So will you, Alex, agree with me that the uh, Holy Spirit is stupid and probably bald and should uh, eat a cinder block? <laughs> Hold on, I want to give our listeners a little bit of religion context here. Okay. In three of the four Gospels, including Mark chapter 3, verse 28 and 29, Matthew chapter 12, 31 to 32, and Luke chapter 12, verse 10, Jesus explains, and this is from Matthew, the book of Matthew, Therefore I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven, men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever says a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. I, I, I learned something new. That's I, so I, stupid. Learn something new about Catholicism. That is the stupidest thing in the Bible. It's so dumb. Interesting. Like you can talk shit that. about you can talk shit about Jesus. You could do all the rapes you want, but you say you something about sh- that you fucking call Jesus any slur in the book. You say so something about you. that. You say something about that Holy Spirit. You're done. You're you're a little dumb thirteen year old in your little atheist phase, and you're like, fuck the Holy Spirit. You're gone, dead, destroyed. That's weird. That's I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> It's, it's it's a wild one, as as many it's of them are. One. I mean, I I also have my silly little fan theory that I've had for years. I know I don't think it's been on this podcast, but I know I've said it on past past ones or like IRL. I don't remember. I've said it a, while, a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesus never rose from the dead. He had a twin brother. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Riley. The winners write the books. If these, if the Gospels and all these other books wanted to paint Jesus Christ as the Son of God, they would leave out his twin brother, who looked exactly like him. Jesus and Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, 
He had a twin brother that would fuck this entire operation up. They left him out. If you are writing books, if you're writing history books and you're one of the winners, you're going to leave that out. I suppose. His brother went and retrieved Jesus' body on the third day without anybody knowing, folded up all the cloths, all nice and everything, and left it there, freaked everybody the fuck out, went and buried his brother out of respect, and then decided, you know what, I'm a fuck with everybody, and then just stabbed nails in his, all his hands. He didn't even have to probably, he did probably didn't even do that, honestly. He probably just went to the apostles and was like, hey, yo, what's up? I'm back. And they're like, oh, holy shit, Jesus? And he's like, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Dead. My father has allowed me a little bit of time left on this earth to talk to you. And they're like, holy shit. Oh, my God. I, we we, we got to write this shit down. Oh, shit. <laughs> You see, you see how like the story kind of gets. You just get the notebook, though, right? You see how the yeah. story of his of his resurrection gets a little blown up, blown it, blown up there. Sure, sure. You don't believe me? <laughs> of course, I don't. <laughs> why? Like it explains why he quote unquote rose from the dead. No, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It explains how it it can't. I can't explain how he went and f- fed like three hundred people with like five lo- loaves and three fish. I can't explain that. I can't explain how he turned water into. Actually, the water and the wine thing. It's probably just a common. Everybody back then had a lower IQ than us nowadays. He probably just watered down the wine, and was like, "Whoa." Boom! I got water into wine, baby. Turn one jug of wine into four jugs of wine. What the hell? This tastes exactly. Hello, internet, and welcome to Bible theory. I went to Catholic school for thirteen years. You don't think I thought of all the ways? To, to debunk this shit. This is not me saying that I believe in the theories that I am presenting. They are just arguing points. They're like think pieces. Yeah. We gotta send Kathy this episode after this, by the way. I, I can't believe we sat down to do Pokemon 6, and now we're all, we've almost done a full hour about religion. <laughs> Just keep it going. This has been the fl- most fluent. Just keep it going. Just go with the flow. I mean, I don't have. A, I, I think I've kind of said all needs to be said. We can go back to the end. end of the world. We can go back to the end of the world. Okay. Loop back to the end of the world. Alex, you're you're gonna have to hook us back in here. I'm I, I'm a responder tonight. I'm not a starter. Do you think that there's gonna be like a choir of angels? And, like, a golden ladder coming down at the end of the world? Like a rapture? No. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> How do you think the world is legitimately going to end if it were to happen in our lifetime? I mean, nuclear fallout, obviously. Why? Because 
there are people already threatening to drop nukes and shit. Like it's gonna happen. And then Do you think that I don't think that's gonna happen though. It's mad, bro. It's mad. I really don't mutually think mutually assured the destruction. It's gonna happen. I really don't think they're gonna press the button. You know how many psychotic people have been on the end of that button? It's only a matter of time before one of them fucking goes off the rails and presses it. You've got Kim Jong-un with one of those fucking okay, buttons. Okay. Let me put it this way. So, a nuclear bomb drops on New York City. What happens mm-hmm. to you? One nuclear bomb. Hold on, here's the scenario. Kim Jong-un forgets to take his anti-psychotic medication. <laughs> And decides to press the button and launches it, not New York, let's say he does LA or San Francisco and launches it there. What happens to you? It doesn't fall out like spread really far. And then there's the fact that once Kim Jong-un presses the button and nukes somewhere in America, um, then insert Mr. President here is going to press the button and nuke something in North Korea. Um, and then somebody else is going to be like, and then some other, then fucking Vladimir Putin's going to be like, oh, we're doing the nukes now? Let's fucking go. And then he's going to drop one somewhere, and then we're all going to die. <laughs> when the, It's a domino effect. Once one drops, they're all going to fucking drop, and we're just going to die. All right, let's see. I want to make sure that I am correct in assuming. Okay, so you are correct that the fallout will spread all across the United States, depending on the wind and stuff. Where See, is the, the where is the attack area though? Via nuclear fallout. See, you're not giving me the information I want. Okay. Like a single nuclear bomb is not gonna do as much damage. Like if it hit San Francisco, everybody would die in San Francisco. But up in Maine, you might have to go and, like, retreat to a bunker or stay inside for a couple days, but it would be fine. What's this picture? Does this support what I'm talking about? I don't right. know, does it? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have enough information. Nuclear fallout is a thing. However, if Kim Jong-un decides to hit San Francisco with a nuclear bomb... Even the most powerful one in the world, right? Sure. You realize the minute it's on its way, we're either going to shoot it down over the Atlantic, over the Pacific, and cause just a little bit of fallout, or if it actually lands and kills people, we're we're just going to press our button and shoot and just blow up the entire country. And then the fallout is all going to come together like a symphony and kill literally everyone. No, that's not how nuclear bombs work. Did you know they tested nuclear bombs? Have they? States? Have they? I know they've tested atomic bombs, which is different. I am pretty sure. Yeah. The world's first nuclear explosion occurred on July 16th, 1945, when a plutonium implosion device was tested at a site located 210 miles south of Los Alamos, New Mexico. Interesting. So they have tested nuclear bombs. And like you said, I don't think they're going to use nuclear bombs. 
I think they'll just use atomic bombs because those cause a lot of damage, but don't create any fallout. I really don't think there's going to be a nuclear war. Then why are they all making nuclear bombs? Because people don't know the difference between nuclear and atomic. There's, there's a difference, right? Am I dumb? Yes. Am I retarded? Now, I couldn't tell you what the difference is, but I'm aware that there is a difference. <laughs> oh, atomic bombs are nuclear bombs. Oh. Yeah, Why just is there a hydrogen name for them. Yeah, hydrogen nuclear bomb is just something that's happening on a n- nuclear level, like atomic level. Like they're either do they're doing something to the atom's nucleus. With, like, protons and neutrons and shit. Okay. So, like, atomic bombs utilize nuclear fission. There are other ones that are thermonuclear, blah blah blah, hydrogen bombs. It's just a general term. So, like, yeah, they, they've lit off uh, nuclear bombs before. And there hasn't been, like, mass world fallout. That only happens when it gets into, like, the airstream. There's a whole bunch of shit going on. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, Chernobyl... Nuclear fallout is also not the end of the world. It's also it's just... Well, you just can't go in there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Hiroshima and Nagas- Nagasaki, I'm, whichever one was worse... They still have, like, a fallout zone that's, like, yeah, you should not be going in there, or you're gonna get a lot of radiation. Uh, Chernobyl, you can't go into Chernobyl, uh, with the nuclear power plant that blew, I believe, back in, like, the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Remember when it happened. Uh, there's, like, a whole big, like, massive nuclear, just nuclear mass. I think it's called the Elephant's Foot. It like you can't get close to it, even in like a in in a suit, you'll you'll like die within minutes. Like you just you just can't get any close to it because it's just blasting off pure radiation. Shit. Like the nuclear fallout that everybody believes of, like oh, it's gonna black out the sun, or it's gonna it's gonna cause ev- It's not. Like you. Like, they, people can drop bombs. It's, if you drop a bomb on me, I'm probably gonna drop four on you, and then I'm gonna shut you up or kill you. It's just, people don't understand what nuclear bombs are. And they're nothing like the video games that explain, oh, we went into a nuclear winter. Like, it just, it doesn't happen that way. You don't happen that way? I'm just throwing. I'm just spitting straight fact today. I know you're you're really fucking. I'm on my game. Down. I'm on my game. You you decided to talk about the end of the world, and I'm like, boom, all right. And then you're like, religion. I'm like, ooh, I got you. All right. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in there. Episode this week. Damn, we're almost at an hour. Yeah. There's been some silence though, so we gotta we gotta kick it for another few minutes, I think. Okay. How else do you think the world's gonna end? Uh so I can go off for another twenty minutes of of how you're wrong. 
I mean, I don't know. How else does the fucking world end? Use your brain. Like, do you think the world will end? The world will end in our lifetime. I don't think so. Okay. Why? I think it'll be closer to our lifetimes than you might think, but I don't think it'll be in our lifetimes. Do you think it's going to be because of natural causes, like an asteroid or the sun exploding? Or do you think humanity is going to take itself out? I think it's probably... I mean, it's a luck of the draw. Like, there's a number of freak things that could happen to accelerate it. Um, but I think, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, humanity's going to fuck itself over. So, like, I watched a documentary about this. It was like, it was like a nature documentary. Um, there's like a whole thing where during, while the earth has been developing, there was the aquatic, I'm using wrong terms here, but I'm not using the scientific terms. Like there, the dominant speed, there have been multiple dominant species throughout history. It used to be like aquatics like fish and shit and then it was amphibians the ones that evolved to go onto land but still had to like lay eggs in the water uh there was an age of reptiles which is also known as the dinosaurs and then once the dinosaurs got wiped out the mammals took over and that's what we are our mammals so like we could very well be on our way to the next extinction. We've only been around for, like, what? Maybe ten that humans? Homo sapiens have only been around for ten, thirty thousand years? Like, the dinosaurs were around for billions. For, what, like, hundreds of millions or something like that? Yeah. So, I don't think anything's going to happen to us, but because of our higher intellect, we're definitely going to fuck shit up because we're dumb. We big dumb. Yeah. Our heads got too big because we started cooking meat on fire. I'm trying to remember what the thing in dinosaurs was. Like, there was a really dumb... Like, like in dinosaur the, the show Dinosaurs, the, the sitcom Dinosaurs, where the... Uh, the a bunch of guys run around in dinosaur costumes made by the Jim Henson company. Um, and they're a fan. It's a sitcom about like a family, but they're dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> is that the nineties one? Yes. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that show ends with a nuclear winter and it's caused in a very stupid way. And I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh man. I might be able to look it up. Hold on. Like the fa- the father of the family is directly responsible in some form. <laughs> uh we say so, we say so. We're I don't know. Yeah. Work to remedy the poppy problem by spraying chemicals throughout Pangea. But this kills all the plants, leaving no food for the residents. As the company continued to try and correct their misguided plans, the situation worsened and led to the Ice Age, ending the show with the family huddled in their home. Yeah, pretty pretty fucked up way to end a family sitcom about Dinosaur Family. You, you would think it would end with a meteor if they wanted to end it with some sort of apocalypse, but they made up a new apocalypse for it to end with instead. The corporatocracy got them.
That ba- that baby died before it could ever learn to say anything that was not the mama. Man, the nineties were a wild time for puppets, bro. Yeah, there was a lot of puppet shit going on in the nineties. Got Alf. Dude, Alf kicks ass. Alf is great. You know Alf? I love Alf. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I saw it on the Hub Network. You know about Alf. I was naming him off the top of my head. Go ahead. There, there, there were reruns on the Hub Network when I was like 12 or whatever. Tell me about Alf. I've never seen it. You've never seen Alf? No, I've never seen Alf. I've seen maybe clips, but I don't care about it. it. Just, uh, it's, it's like E.T., but a sitcom, kind of. It's like you got a guy. His name, He's an alien named Alf. He's from the planet Melmac, which is a planet of weird uh, elephant... elephant they have like little elephant. They don't have elephant trunks, but they have like little snouts, like um, anteaters. Uh, they have like they have yeah, they're like anteaters, and they eat cats, and they live on the planet Melmac. Uh, and Alf goes to Earth because I think the planet Melmac gets destroyed or something. So Alf goes to Earth, um, and he ends up in the home of a of a suburban family with a wife and a husband, and an old old daughter and like a young son. Uh, and he he ingratiates himself with them, and they decide that he's going to be their friend, and they're going to hide him from the evil Earth government who wants to cut him open or whatever. Um, and he's he's part of their family, and he gets into some wacky wacky Alf shenanigans because he's a silly man, um, and he tries to eat their cat in comical ways that never succeed, uh, and <laughs> and they, they they just have some wacky adventures, and it's a it's a very fun. Uh, show also with a fucked up ending because I guess that was just a trend back then. What was the ending? Uh, the ending was spoilers uh, well, for Alf, by the way. Spoilers for Alf. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to say I, I, I was doing that as a joke. I don't think any of our listeners care or even know what Alf is. So Alf ends where, um, so the fan, so. I guess Alf gets like contacted by other members of his race. Um and he's going to go like back out to space with them to either go back to Melmac if it's not destroyed or like go to a new Melmac. I don't I, I don't quite remember the lore, but he's going to leave the earth with some Melmacians. Um so the family's all sad. They're saying their tearful goodbyes to Alf who's going to go live with his people. Um, and then they go to the field where Alf is supposed to go onto his spaceship and go live with the Melmachians. Um, and then the government ambushes them, and the other Melmachians fly away and leave Alf for dead. Um, and that's the end of the show, uh, because they got cancelled and ended on a cliffhanger. What the fuck? Yeah. Bro! Then there's a mo- there is a movie, though. But the movie... The movie resolves it, but also kind of makes it more fucked up. I've never seen the movie, but I've, like, read a plot summary. So I guess, like, Alf gets involved in some sort of adventure or whatever. Maybe it doesn't end terribly for Alf. Um, but there's, like, a th- none, of the, none of the human characters come back for the movie. So they're just, they're relegated to a throwaway line where they were, like, exiled to Greenland <laughs> to live in isolation. <laughs> what the fuck? Because they knew too much. They knew too much about the aliens, so they had to shove them off. (laughs) Do you know what ALF stands for? Uh, Alien life form. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. 
his real name is Gordon Shumway. What? His real name is Gordon Shumway. That's Alf's real name. Alf is a name that the the husband of the family gives him. His real name is Gordon Shumway. I didn't know Alf had a real name. He does. I thought they were just racist the entire time. Well, they were. They just called him Alf, but they never called him his real name, which was Gordon Shumway. That's wild. How do you know so much about Alf? Because I watched a shit ton of it as a kid, because it started airing on the Hub Network, and I liked it a lot, and I had the internet at the time, so I looked it up on the internet, and like all the episodes were free on IMDb back then, so I just watched a shit ton of Alf. And huh. also, whenever whenever I like a show, I will just research it all the time. So even if I haven't seen all of it, which I don't think I've seen all of Alf, I know like all the important shit because I've like read a bunch of Wikipedia articles about it. Interesting. That's, 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 that's my weird that. autism. Is if I'm interested in a thing, I will just read a shit ton of Wikipedia articles about it and things related to it. Look, I got the Pokemon autism. Okay, it's not my fault. You don't get to choose your autisms. It's true. But yeah, Alf's a good show. I would recommend it. Look, I still have to go and watch My Name is Earl, but... Yeah, but My Name is Earl is literally the f- one of the best shows ever made. Like, fuck yeah, Alf. Isn't the ending, like, kind of fucked up, though? It is also a cliffhanger ending, but it's not as fucked up as the other two that we just described by any stretch. <laughs> oh, okay, so then I was told wrong. All right. No, it's not like a tragic ending. It's just like a it's a cliffhanger, so it sucks. It was a tra- I was told he kills himself. That is not correct. <laughs> Somebody told you Earl kills himself at the end of My Name is Earl? Yes! Why did they tell you that? Probably because they haven't seen the show. (laughs) Yeah, bro, that show ends with Earl kill himself, bro. Don't tell me the ending, because it is on my list of things to watch eventually. Yeah, you're you're not going to like the ending because it's a cliffhanger, but the show is worth it, even though that happens. I just won't watch the last episode. I'm a cliffhanger, you're a cliffhanger, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. This is my cliffhanger, I'll do it how I want. I'll stop halfway through. Ooh, what happens next? Well, don't you want to know how it ends? Be like, you don't even know how it ends, fuck you. Oh, you you can't end halfway through, that'd be the biggest cliffhanger of all. Because halfway through would be the end of season two, and that that season ends on a big ol' a big ol' thing. Can you imagine if I got to the dick show and they're like, Oh yeah, we're Eric July is getting sued by the International School of Mil- Ministry, and I'm like, all right, I'm good, and I just quit. How frustrated would you be? I would be at this point. I would be like, what the fuck? I would I would be pissed. I feel like you'd have a sit down conversation and be like, dude, you you have to continue, and it would be an every week thing. I'd be like, nah, I kind of got burnt out, and you'd be like, you, you have to continue. You're basically the thing is, you, at the you end. You went at it too hard, and now I'm too invested. Like if, if you had just been like very casually listening, like you weren't showing a lot of interest, but you're like, yeah, I've been listening to that still, and then eventually you were like, ah, I kind of petered out. I'd be disappointed, but I would, I would live with it. But now that you've become so deeply invested that you've like had hours long conversations about it with me and bought me Dick Masterson's book and cups with him and his friend's face on them. Uh, like I need you to finish it for me. I can guarantee with a hundred percent that I will always keep up with the Dick show. I give you like a 75 to 85% that I'll keep up with biggest problem. Wow. Not, 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 super, not so interested in biggest problem, huh? 
The Dick Show has it's better. I feel like Dick can be himself because he's not restricted by the YouTube gods. Uh, he 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 does not pay much mind to the YouTube gods, <laughs> he, even on Biggest Problem. You don't think so, but he does. Like it's not as apparent, but like he's seen what happens with his show to where he wants Biggest Problem to stay on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking the the funniest sentence that I've ever heard, not to get on biggest problem for too long, but like sometimes just like one interaction will stick with me forever. And it's not even like a full interaction. There, there there's an exchange. And the reason I think about it is because Trixie put it in like the intro of her new show. Cause she has like a new show and like in the intro it plays like a bunch of little clips of like things on the internet because it's relevant to the show um and one of the clips is an interaction between Vito and dick on biggest problem where they're talking about dick getting banned from next door um which is an app where you like i know next interact door. with your neighborhood or whatever the fuck um and dick got banned from from next door and Vito was like how'd you get banned what did you do to get banned and then dick dick says the way he says it is so perfect he's like uh, he's like, ah, I think it was. Why don't you say that to my face? And then there was a comma, and then they just start laughing uncontrollably, <laughs> as if to imply that there was something horrific after the comma. Uh, slur. What one might infer. One might infer. <laughs> I think it was. Why don't you say that to my face? And then there was a comma. That's great. No, you caught me in a time where I didn't really have anything else to do. Like, you caught me in between, like, binging things. I didn't oh, have anything man. to latch on to. So it was just what perfect a, what timing. A what a week. I've been, uh... I, I've basically gone full... I'm not, I'm not abandoning it, to be clear. I do plan to get it back on the horse. But as of right now, I'm, like, fully off the uh, sobriety horse. Start drinking. I've I've bought a couple of pens. Start I'm high right now. Drinking. Wait, why can't I hear you? Start drinking. Oh, there, there, I can hear you now. Drinking is worse. Drinking is much worse. <laughs> Come to the liquor, my boy. The liquor will solve all your problems. I do, I do want to try. I I do kind of want to try alcoholic eggnog, but I'm probably not gonna be able to get my hands on it before. It's gone for another 365 days. You gotta wait wait on that shit. Don't turn to eggnog right now. It's all gonna expire soon. It's the end of of December. It is not not the time. If you want to get really fucked up, try Christmas Ale. The fuck is Christmas Ale? Oh, do you not have Christmas Ale down there? Maybe I do. I've just never heard of it. I'm not an alcohol virtuoso here, Alex. Oh, I don't know if it's shit. Oh, wait. Oh. I don't know. It's it's a Great Lakes Brewing Company. So, you know, like, up here. I don't know if it gets shipped nationwide. Uh, so, Christmas Ale is a very, like, heavily spiced beer. With, like, a little bit of, cran- I think, cranberry? It's a holiday beer. Made mm-hmm. by the Great Lakes Brewing Company. Well, and- I fucking hate beer, so... You're probably not gonna like it anyway, but um, it's got a, like a lot of like holiday spices and shit in it, and like basically, 
Uh, beer is set around four to five percent alcohol content. Christmas sale gets bumped up to like seven or eight, which I think is really funny for the holidays because everybody gets drunk around the holidays. Mm-hmm. So fitting. But I can only have like a couple of them because they're not that great, but it's like drinking two beers in one. Anyway, turn to the liquor, boy. I don't know if replacing one vice with another is the best idea. Turn to the liquor. I feel you like I'd ra- I feel like I'd rather turn. continue to be a raging pothead than become an alcoholic. Nah, join the club. As a pothead, I'm just stupid. Alcoholics like get violent sometimes. I don't know how I would be as an alcoholic. I know I am as a pothead, just like dumb and like too sleepy. But that's manageable. <laughs> I could live with that. You know my stance on your weedaholic weedaholism. Yes, I I understand, and it has interfered with the show. So I, you're probably frustrated at this point. Not tonight. It, I, d- I did pretty well tonight, tonight, but there. No, you did great tonight. You brought up something that we didn't even intend on talking about. That's the thing with my. It's like a it's like a roll of the dice because like sometimes I get high and like it it opens my fucking brain holes and I become like super conversational and it ends up being like a a really a really fun podcast if not a little bit scatterbrained like that's how uh, the episode of the Death Stream that is now lost media because it got banned for some hate speech that I don't remember um, but that was a five hour show where I was high as fuck the whole time um, and I was super talkative because that's the type of high I was. <laughs> I guess it's hit and miss. Yeah, like so, sometimes I'm like a talkative, like some. I think I just that, this is the phenomenon I described in the last cold open, where I have the, I have three types of high. I have mean high, I have autistic autistic high, and I have sleepy high. And it's which one of those am I gonna hit? Am I gonna be mean high, uh, where I just like bully crow royalty into getting actually mad at me during the show every time? Uh, am I gonna get, uh, am I gonna get autistic mad or autistic high rather, uh, where I get super introspective and have long ass conversations about shit, or am I gonna be sleepy high where I just like am unresponsive and then fall asleep in the middle of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's just hit and miss. the The goal is still to be not high at all. Um, on a regular basis, and i've I've made I've made meaningful progress. It feels like cope to say that after you failed, but like there was there was a point in my life very recently when I could not go a single day without weed in my system. Um, and even even with my several relapses, I've proved that I can go several weeks at a time without it, which is progress from where I was. So even though even though I've had my occasional dip back into the fucking pit binges. Uh, the fact that I've gone, like, weeks and even, like, a month plus without it is big progress. Yeah. And, like, I've never had a relapse last too long, either. Like, usually there'll be, there'll be, like, a week or two bender, which I have not surpassed that yet now. I think that we're going into week two, and I don't think I plan to buy any more once this pen is dried out. Um, and then, hopefully, I will continue to be without it for a decent amount of time after that. You know my stance, and you know I haven't had to come talk to you yet, so. I'm surprised you didn't after the two weeks ago fiasco. I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? That everybody makes one mistake. He's on strike number two. 
Wait, what was strike number one? That was strike one. Oh. Now I'm waiting for strike two. Okay, I see what you're saying. You basically can fuck up three episodes before I come to you and be like, no more getting high on, no more getting high on the podcast. And that will be the day that... It won't be the day the detour head ends, but it'll be the day that leads the detour head ending when I don't follow that credence. <laughs> Unless you can prove yourself that you can manage it. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck what you do. I care about the podcast. Which is understandable. So as long as it doesn't interfere with the podcast, we don't have to have a talk. I feel like it's never, it's, besides that one time, it's never really interfered with this show, which is weird. I think it's, it might be something to do with our dynamic, because, like, it's definitely... Incredible dynamic. Yeah, like, it definitely fucked... By the way, congratulations on keeping, keeping this podcast going for an entire year. Hell yeah, let's go. An entire year straight, by the way. Uh, but yeah, like, I think I've always been able to, like, do it with you, because I think you just keep me in a place where I can continue to uh, engage. Um, but in the, I think on the issue crew, where, like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the driving force more so than I am here. Like, I'd say here, it's a show where it's just two of us, and I, f- I feel like two of us hold equal weight within the show. Whereas the issue crew is, like, it's me and, like, five other people. But I have a little more weight because I'm just like I'm the showrunner among multiple people, um, and they kind of expect me to be a little more um, on top of things. Uh, so like I've had disasters on the issue crew where I've been too stoned and I've just fucked around uh, because I'm kind of expected to run that shit, um, and I was in no condition to. Um, but when I have when I have a running mate and it's me and somebody else running it together at equal force, I'm I'm more capable of pulling that off. Well, my brain is fogged by the Mary Jane. I feel like you also care a lot about this show to keep it going. Well, I also care about the issue. If I didn't care about the issue crew, we would have ended it uh, fucking six months ago when it was terrible consistently. But I cared about it enough to keep it going. You genuinely. Excuse me. You genuinely enjoy doing this every week. That's true. That is correct. Because I, but I, I do think you and I have something like I, I've, I'm trying to put this lightly to where I don't offend anybody. I don't think you have the same chemistry with me as you do anybody else that you've podcasted with. I would say there are those that come close. But I think they come close. Something I'm, I'm the best. I'm not like ranking. I'm saying what you and I have here is unique to everybody else that you podcast with. When it comes to one-on-one dynamics, I know you're definitely like, if not the top, you're very close to the top. The only person that I would really contend might be like another option is Demi Gloom. Like, Demi Gloom is a very would I would say is very good just because you two work off each other as well. Yeah, like me and Demi Gloom kind of have this thing where we're just, uh, we're, yeah, we work off of each other very well. That's a that's a good way to describe it. Um, we we did a lot of thing. You respond with yours, and she'll. It's a constant cycle of responding to the next person. It's not. 
I say a statement, you say a statement. It's I say I start something off and you respond, then I respond and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say you did have good chemistry with Jinji in the early days of Pixels as well. And I <laughs> Jinji <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to talk about with everybody too. I I have good chemistry with Penguin. It just she's got to be in the correct mood for podcasting to have it be a good episode. Penguin also the thing about Penguin is like I think she works a lot better in one on one scenarios because she's very she she is very e- she very easily will fall into um the so very she's passive passive yeah so if there's another if it's not just her talking to somebody else if it's three people talking and she's one of them she will fall into the background well like the episodes that i really liked from pixels were like the group dynamic where you guys all had to carry your own weight it was split three ways with the um your own rpg character do you remember that episode it was like four five years ago so what the fuck? What? But like the the name that I get reminded of is uh Butch the something or whatever. I can look it up real quick. Oh shit. Yeah, the platformers one. The platformers, not RPGs, my bad. You said Butch the Cr- Roddy Bulldog and I thought you were thinking about a whole different show, but then I realized I did that on Pixels too. Cuz Butch the Karate Bulldog I've talked about in depth twice. Uh the I don't remember what came before the other, but I talked about it on Pixels. We did an episode where we each thought of our own, uh, like, silly little platformer mascot um, that could be the the star of, like, a platform. Because, you know, like, back in the 90s, there were a million, like, uh, marketable platformer characters. Like, you had, like, cats and fucking weasels and shit that all had their own little platformer games on, like, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. Um, And we all invented our own platformer mascot. And there was another show I did, which... Um, I, I, I still attest is one of my favorite shows that I've ever done. I haven't re-listened to it, and it probably would make me cringe, because I still had my 2018, 2019 voice, um, and that makes me want to die whenever I hear it. Uh, but um, I used to do a show called Ghost of Gaming Future, uh, which was unfortunately short-lived. Um, and the premise of that show uh, was we would there was three hosts. It was me and Jason... And it was originally Jason's friend Joey, uh, but after the first episode, he backed out. And I think we did, like, four more after that, maybe five more. And we replaced Joey with uh, our buddy Daniel, uh, who is uh, a very old friend of mine who I met met through in RCS We Trust, actually. Um, Daniel was somebody who was on that show once or twice. Real Um, quick, it was Louie, Waffle, and Butch. Yes. So yeah, it was Louis. I, I remembered Waffle was a penguin. It came out March fourth, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost, and then almost five years ago. <laughs> so so we did Ghost of Gaming Future, um, and uh, one of the games that I brought in, I think I, I think I only ever got to do two games. There was Super Smash Bros. Duel, uh, which was a a two D like traditional fighter with Nintendo characters and yeah, other quick, video game characters quick. that I pitched. Real yes. quick, I'm going to go AFK for a minute, but I'll have my headset on. I just have to pee, so keep okay. talking. Yeah, so uh, we did this, uh, so yeah, we did Smash Bros. Duel, which was like a Dragon Ball Fighter style, like traditional 2D fighter with Smash Bros. characters. Uh, and then I did Butch the Karate Bulldog. I 
I fulfilled that to some extent, thought about like what the gameplay and stuff would be, and I, I described uh, the, the Butch the Karate Bulldog uh, game. I really miss doing that show. I might want to try to like organize a reunion soon. I don't know if Jason will be down. He's kind of just... <laughs> it's hard to convince Jason of anything podcast-related in general. Uh, so whenever I have a podcast idea that involves him, I become instantly skeptical that I'll be able to pull it off. Um, but I really like to do a reunion because that show was really fun. Uh, Daniel is one of the funniest people I've ever worked with. Uh, Demi Gloom does not like him very much, but you know that happens to the best of us. <laughs> uh, he's the he's the reason we we don't. It's now an official. It hasn't come up yet, but I it's an official rule within the issue crew that. Uh, Demi Gloom is not allowed to be on with new guests unless they are leftists or she has an established relationship with them, <laughs> because mul multiple times it has gone poorly. <laughs> De Demi Gloom is one to start fights, <laughs> it, it seems, with with new people that I introduce her to. <laughs> but we, yeah, we did. Uh, this right, is just kind of... Uh, yeah. I just remembered, are you done? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, just Ghost of Gaming Future. I would recommend anybody anybody who wants some classic Riley content, give it a shot. Because I I remember it being good, and I'm gonna choose to continue to remember it being good instead of re-listening to. <laughs> so, do you remember the food thing that I told you about? Oh shit! Yeah, Alex said she did something. Uh, she did a food sin, and she was gonna save it for the show and tell me about it on the show. What'd you do, Alex? Uh, so, I thought it was, like, chicken wings that I bought from Walmart for dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. I was like, this simple, it's already warm, I could just put them in my hands, just eat them, I'll be fine, be easy. I get home, I open the bag, it's a full rotisserie chicken, and I'm oh, like, shit, dog. damn it, I'm like, I don't have the means to fucking cut this thing up. So I'm like, you know what, fuck this. So I just, I take my hands, no knife, no nothing, and I just start ripping meat off like a fucking maniac. Oh no, that's fucking awesome. I, I'm super on board with that. On a separate plate, and then I just toss the chicken with no more meat on its bones, and I just throw it away. I just ripped it up like a fucking cave, cave person. No, that's awesome. That's rad. It's, it's a culinary sin. To not use utensils and just rip it all apart. Fuck utensils. Utensils are gay. But Use your hands like a man. Anyway. Do you have New Year's plans? What are you doing for New Year's? Fuck no, I ain't doing shit. Nothing? Go hang out with your with Patrick. I might. I don't know. Hit him up. See what you're doing for see what he's doing for New Year's. No, because we both don't have any money <laughs> is the problem. Just hang out and play video games or some shit. I mean, that's fair. Maybe we'll do that. Um, I think... I don't remember what I've done the past couple New Year's. I think the answer is nothing. The last time I remember anything about New Year's was... I was gonna... There was a trend a couple years ago. And this is still a trend every New Year's now, but the first time I saw it was a couple years ago. Where people would just take, like, videos they liked and, like, special moments from them and be like, if you start watching this at this time on December 31st, this thing will happen the exact moment that it turns midnight. Oh, I know what trend you're talking about, where you start 
uh, Infinity War at a specific time, and right when it hits 12, Thanos snaps everybody dead. Yes, like that. Oh, people spread a lot of versions of that with different media. Um, and I remember one year, I think this was probably 2021, maybe 2020. Um, no, it must have been before, because Noah was still around. Maybe it was 2019. This is it's telling. The last time I remember something significant happening on New Year's, it was 2019. Uh, but or I think it was the gap between 2019 and 2020. It was New Year's 2020. Um, and I had done my own calculation. And my idea was, so if you don't know, folks, I'm obsessed with a YouTuber named Monkey Jones. <laughs> and he, he made a video called uh, Wheel of Punishment, uh, more specifically Wheel of Punishment 2. Um, it, was a, it was a two video video series. It would have been more, uh, but one of the members had some had some issues. Uh, so the Wheel of Punishment was a a thing where uh, Monkey Jones would get together with uh, Rusty Cage, uh, who is a uh, content creator with uh, millions of subscribers, uh, but not as many like current fans. Uh, he the reason he has so many subscribers is because he made the Knife Game song. The, I have all my fingers. The knife goes chop chop chop. Playing the Knife Game with that song. That was him. That was Rusty Cage. Um, so it's, it's Monkey, it's Rusty Cage, and then it's Asperger, uh, Monkey's old buddy. Um, and they, they spin a wheel, uh, the wheel lands on a punishment, uh, if they do the punishment they get a point, or they can bitch out of the punishment and then somebody can steal the punishment to get a point themselves. Uh, it's a fun little, uh, game show, jackass type scenario. Um, and one of the, one of the punishments on Wheel of Punishment 2... Uh, was they had to reenact the the viral uh, pickle re video if you recall that? Kind uh, of where where a guy went to a McDonald's when the Szechuan sauce promotion was going on, um, and he asked for Szechuan sauce, and when they didn't have Szechuan sauce, he like uh, he freaked out, started yelling, and then jumped on top of the fucking desk and like uh, fell on the floor and started going re. Um, it was a joke. The guy, the guy was the, the guy was doing a prank, but like that's what happened, and it became a big viral meme. Um, and one of the punishments on the Wheel of Punishment was that they had, to, if they landed on it, they had to go to a McDonald's and do pickle re. Um, and I, I timed it so that exactly at midnight it would be Asperger doing pickle re. Okay. At the McDonald's. And I, I had that all set up, and I started watching, and then my dumb little friends came to the door, and I had to go to fucking my friend Noah's house and fucking watch fireworks with them and shit. And I was pissed because I didn't get my pickle re. I think I might. I think I might do the pickle re redemption this year. If I'm not doing anything, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put on Wheel of Punishment two and get the get the pickle re at midnight for real this time. <laughs> okay. You should hit Patrick up, even if you're just hanging out playing video games or something. It's, I don't know, it's cool to spend New Year's with someone. That's yeah, fair. Maybe you guys will get your New Year's kiss. Ah! <laughs> uh, so, I'm heading out to a friend's house. We're having, like, a small get-together of, like, maybe ten people max. Uh, we're doing a pajama party. Ooh, fun. For New Year's, yeah. So it's specifically like onesies or kigurumis. You know what those are? Kangaroomies? No. Kigurumis. It's like the the adult onesies. Oh, well, the, uh, you can say adult onesie, and I understand that. I've never heard adult that term. Onesie though. sounds like 
baby shit, Kigurumi sounds like nerdy and fun. That's Fuck fair. you. Anyway, uh, I, me and my friend Nessa are going as red pandas, and we bought apparently bought the same one, so we're going to match, and it's great, and it's going to be fun. I want to get a picture, and I might post to Twitter, because I don't post to Twitter. Speaking of fucking Twitter... Uh, out of curiosity, when what did you say your friend's name was? Ness? Nessa? Is that the one I know, or is it a different Nessa? It's Vanessa. Okay, but do I know this person? Val's sister. Okay, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. But, um... Speaking of Twitter, there was another thing that I wanted to bring up. I keep yeah. getting phantom followers, by the way. Oh, yeah, I get them every day. Oh, are you getting them too? Well, I guess, what do you mean by phantom followers? Uh, the followers where if you click on their thing, they have, they're not, they have no, very little followers themselves, and every single one of them says they joined in December 23. Oh yeah, those are bots, and I get them literally every day. I get at least once a day, like clockwork, I'll get one to follow me. Yep, yep, that's been happening to me. The first time it happened, I was like, oh my god, I gotta follow? And then I clicked, and it said December 23, I was like, ah, you got me. You got me, you got me excited about it. Fuck you, I thought I had a new follower. But, we're at like an hour 36. Do you want to wrap up? Uh, real quick, I wanted, to, I wanted to revise real quick. I was thinking of doing the, if you, if you stop it, if you stop the thing, if you start watching the thing at the right time, this thing happens at midnight. I was thinking of doing like a, a biggest problem or dick show related one. Like I had this thought like a couple weeks ago, and I forgot about it until just now. Um, and I was... I couldn't think of exactly what moment it would be, but I think I have an idea now. Okay, Maybe... shoot your shot, because I think the minute you said biggest problem or TDS, I was like, I have I have the perfect one, so I want to see if yours okay, is... Well, well my, my moment is a very vintage one. This is old biggest problem shit. Um, the, the, my idea is to start listening to episode 50 of Biggest Problem and time it so exactly at midnight, Asterios breaks in with his unexpected guest bit. Oh, that's a good one. I don't know if mine's better or not. What's yours? Uh, the episode where Dick... Uh, it's where Sean is in Australia, and Dick is with Johnny, and Dick is pissed that he missed the Australia trip, the Australia road rage. Yeah. So saying yeah he just screams no <laughs> oh that's a good one too that's pretty good either that or you could have sean fumble the only yeah he's ever done <laughs> oh yeah he did fumble that i remember i've heard that one or you could you could start off you could go back to 2016 right after the election where instead of Dick playing his Dick's theme song. It's all remixed for Trump for 2024. <laughs> Maybe that's a good one too. There's a lot of good openings, or you could just do a classic where it just yells "Yeah," just start off with "Yeah" at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea as well. There's a, there's a lot of like really good ideas you could. You could also time it out with the Titanic bit. You could do Maddox Lost for the very first time. Oh, that's a that's a good one too. There's a lot of good ideas, but um. Anyway, Riley, where can our listeners find you? 
linktr.ee slash Riley Cinematic Universe. That's R-I-E-L-Y. Cine- Excuse me. Cinematic Universe. Uh, there's cool stuff on there that you can go check out. YouTube channels, podcasts, fucking cool shit on the internet. You know? It's so cool and fun on the internet, and you can get so many things that I do there on linktr.ee slash Riley Cinematic Universe. Particular shout-out to my current, uh, the current most newest, happiness, tippin' the hoppinest uh, <laughs> Riley uh, project is Riley Radio Live, um, which is a show that I'm doing. I'm, I, it does not have a schedule, um, but I'm trying to do at least one a week. Um, and I just go live on my YouTube channel, uh, try to get some buddies to call in and just do a fun little formless podcast, have a good time. And then I upload, uh, then I clean it up a little bit with like silence editing and like noise editing. And I post a archive version to the Riley podcast mega feed. So if you miss the live show, you get a slightly higher quality version, uh, to listen to the archive on the mega feed. If you are interested, uh, the most recent Riley radio live which maybe it won't be by the time this is this is comes out. I think I might do one this weekend. But the most recent one I've done as of right now uh, was a crossover. Uh, we did we did a crossover episode with Mo Diggity's uh, Kick.com uh, talk show, the Mo Show. Uh, we both we both went live. We did a, We crossed the streams. Uh, we did a crossover episode. Me, Mo, and Kang. We hung out. We talked for a couple hours. It was a good one. And you should check out Riley Radio Live. You can check check out the live shows on my YouTube channel, Riley and Friends. Or if you miss them, you can listen to the archive in a slightly polished form on the Riley Podcast Mega Feed. Sounds good. You can That's find good. me at. Go ahead. If you I have forgot, you didn't do that. <laughs> if you're not already listening to the show on the YouTube channel, that YouTube channel is Colochu C O L O C H U. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Colchu54, and that's about it. Epic. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to Detour Ahead. And everybody, I well, I guess I fucked that up. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to Detour Ahead. I have been Alex. And I've been Riley. And this has been one full year. One full, complete, and chaotic year of Detour Ahead. Happy New Year, everybody. And many more, folks. Many more. We gotta pass Pixels. That's right. Fuck Pixels. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trailing way behind. We're trailing way behind. We're only at 65. I think they're at, like, almost 230-something, I believe. But we'll catch up, because that show's gonna end. The show has to end, eventually. Everybody fuck Pixels and also listen to Pixels because I'm kind of back on it, I think, maybe. <laughs> I do want to make a guest. I do want to come back and do a guest appearance. You should. I think we should do, like, a detour ahead crossover with Pixels. <laughs> Does that mean we have to have DJ on this show? <laughs> I want DJ on this show. I feel do like you? it'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with him anymore unless he still has a problem with me. I just... I harbor some level of spite, but he's been he's been cordial lately, so it's it's un it's unearned. So I, I DJ, I'm cool with you. I just have some aggression that still exists that results in maybe some offhanded comments, but we're we're cool. We're cool as of right now.
<laughs> anyway, thank you everybody so much for listening to Detour Ahead, and we will see you next Wednesday. See you, bye.